0: So welcome. We are going to continue um, to reflect on words of Saint Theodoros the Great. And now uh, we, we are moving very fast. We are on text fifty-nine now. Okay. okay. So, correct, sure. please. Let these thoughts dwell with
1: you, sleep with you, arise with you. See that you never forget them. But wherever you are, keep them in mind so that evil thoughts may depart and you may be filled with divine solace. Unless a soul is strengthened with these thoughts, it cannot achieve stillness. For a spring which has no water does, does not deserve its name.
0: Yeah. So what are those thoughts we should keep in our mind? So if you remember from last meeting, uh, he gave like two... Um, suggestions or two um, ways how we ca- what should be in our mind. The first is thoughts connected with um, hell, possibility of damnation, suffering in uh, of those who didn't enter to heaven, and plus, like in balance, we should. Think about blessedness of those who reach the goal, who enter to life in Christ and with Christ. So those two, what he says, that those two uh, kind of thoughts uh, should almost nonstop be with us, and uh, and he says the result of that is that we will have control over our mind. And he says, bad thoughts uh, will flee from us. And uh, we will be uh, filled with some of God's consolation. And this is not something what if he's talking about, that it's not some kind of pious phrase or pious some kind of subjection advice. But while they were doing that, they were these ascetics and these holy monks, they were doing that all time, and they, they experienced that uh, that fruit. Under, under this uh, uh, divine uh, consolation, they often they, 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 they think about, or they are talking about this mystical states of soul. And uh, when a person is some kind of taken in the middle of prayer even um, by grace and uh, somebody state he can taste these crumbles of that, that future uh, uh, blessedness in heaven. So this is why, why he said that it is this, this, this uh, fruit is real stillness when um, uh, our passions are uh, made silent by God's grace or they are like taken away from heart. And in this way, a uh, person can uh, somehow penetrate and taste something from these heavenly realities and uh this is something what is not suggestion it is it is something what is given to us as a goal through our baptism this is wha- where are we supposed to move ourselves well you, again we we talk about that many times that we have to somehow uh, declare war to that thought, which uh, brings satisfaction where we are. So, it means that we should never be satisfied. Okay, I reach some kind of level of spiritual life, uh, so I can tap myself on the shoulder and say, well, good job. But, well, I have to to be aware that there is another step, another level. And this growth from glory to glory never stops. And uh, God calls me to make this ascent up, uh, because this is something what what he calls us to, and uh, and in, and there and he he wants to give us these gifts which are connected with these higher levels of spiritual life. So be satisfied in spiritual life is uh, a very dangerous thing, because not only we stop to grow, but actually we become more and more somehow like these slaves of passions, even we don't realize that. And this is like sadness a little bit. Look, one thing is that Hey, hello, welcome. Welcome. Uh, there was uh, one priest said this this uh, experience that he made in his parish a uh, survey. Nobody was supposed to sign, but he said, "Look, it is it is just for us. B- be open. How do you feel? You know." And there were like set of questions, and uh, and people were open, and uh, it was a huge surprise that many they said, well, they they believe, they know, they even they come to the church, they try to pray, but well, they don't feel that this faith is adding something to their life. You know, that, well, and and because based on this question, which was there, that, uh, that was like, for example, question that, did you experience some kind of God's consolation, God's help, you know? And it was, it was, you like majority was very rare, almost never. So they had a like, discussion then in Paris about that, and uh, people may be encouraged by by this atmosphere which was created through this survey and they knew the prison somehow they knew that they were they, they knew they can be open and they were mm-hmm. really frank and, and they were saying that that it's difficult for them to listen or to read. These religious books, and to read about these states of happiness and joy from faith. It's difficult sometimes to read about this big low saints had uh, towards Christ. He said, "Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to do this, but I don't experience that. You know that it it sounds like from." Strange. It is like from other world. It's not something that I can like identify. Okay, this is. And they were talking about that, uh, and the conclusion was easy. You no, know, they came to good conclusions. Say, well, uh, we are not experiencing that because we, we are not trying. That we want to keep our life as it is on one side, and on other side we want to experience something from these heavenly things, what saints which saints experienced. And it doesn't go together. You have to climb the ladder, you have to make these steps up to reach this level. If you are not doing that, so you don't have this experience. And He said that well, this was very good discussion which came out from the survey, and and uh, he said that well, it came they came like together the parish. He said that his parish was very big. He said well, that well, we have to do our part. We have to try to live gospel. We we cannot like wait that well, I will do one like good deed. I will go, old lady, to go through the street, you know, I will help her with bag. so suddenly I will have mystical experience. And that uh, so is mostly about what is in our heart, what, how our heart is directed towards God, towards Christ. If He is really center of my life, if I really want to be with Him, to serve Him, and this, uh, I want to tie it with this his order of Saint Theodorus. He says that those thoughts about heaven and about like hell, if I make it like shorter, those should be non-stop with you, always present. And even he says that you should sleep with them and get up with them. It means it means that it will be. Um, Always, uh, it should be always somehow present in your mind that it's very important everything what we are doing, how we are acting, and always keeping eye on Christ. They are uh, talking about this keeping during sleeping these good thoughts. In seminary, we were at the time in small room, half of this room. Uh, even less than half. There were like six guys living in, in that room because, well, there was an increased number of seminarians, but, well, space was not increased. And uh, one uh, seminarian from my class, uh, one year I spent with him in the room, and uh, he was uh, a monk on the ground, you know, Basilian monk. And um, so he was man of prayer, good man, not him wrong. but uh, we went to sleep, and suddenly uh, we heard him from a like, dream for sleeping. He started uh, blessed the kingdom of the father the son. I said, "Oh Stefan, he started the liturgy already.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> And you uh, are <he> asleep. <laughs> and morning, this was funny because that morning. Um, when we woke up, he was mumbling something. We didn't understand him, and in the end, he like sang "Amen." <laughs> so we were like laughing. Oh, he had very long bon, sermon today <laughs> this <laughs> night, but we were making jokes. Mm. But but I, I realized, oh my, this is great. He he was so filled with. This prayer that even like in the sleep, he was like in this sphere of prayer. And I said, Well, it's probably I will be not able to go ahead.
2: When you were talking about that prayer, those prisoners saying they didn't feel, yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with what we expect as far as feelings go when it comes to faith. When I used to participate in retreats, um, we used to especially youth retreats, they'd go through a very emotional weekend. You know? Their parents would write them letters and their friends would write them letters and they'd get these letters. And it was very emotional. It was very supportive. And we would tell them, this isn't going to last. Yeah. You know? And if you wonder why you don't feel this way the rest of the week, it's because you're not putting in the effort that you put in this weekend. So put in a little bit of this effort. And it's not about the it's not about the feelings, it's about the relationship, yeah. you know, and, and we would try and warn him, but there was always a post-retreat kind of letdown, you know, and, um, you know, so, I think that's one of the reasons why some of these folks, after, you know, being very, like, there's one young man, I know, I'm not a young man anymore, but one man I know who was very, very devout throughout his high school, uh, went off to college and just stopped practicing, and yeah. that was that, you know, he hasn't been, his kids aren't baptized, and you know, we didn't get married in the church, and so,
0: but... Um, well, this yeah. is true, what you are saying, and, and uh, I think that the experience of many people who really are trying to to find something, you know, to somehow, uh, to put their faith and heart on fire, and uh, they have this experience, and many, they finish, as as you said, but... Then there's another group who uh, my uncle called them like religious tourists. I don't know if it's a uh, translation. So they went from retreat to retreat or to pilgrimage to all, you know. They lived for that because they always wanted to have this excitement again, again, again. But uh, many times they they started to live with some kind of illusion that uh, they started to pretend that well, because of these things that they are like above others and others. well, they were like turning their heads that well what are you doing you' are so strange person
2: it's the the seeds that fell on the shallow soil yeah you know.
0: yeah,
2: it grows up fast, but it doesn't have roots and doesn't last yeah.
0: so it is uh, so it is uh, um, there are mean uh, there are a lot of these uh, these uh ways how we can uh, somehow. He gives us good good advice, if we occupy our mind with these holy thoughts and we think about our future and we think about state of our heart, we start to recognize our passions, what is corrupted in us and we start to work on this. So then, then we are moving to the right correction. It, but it might see, uh, for us, it, we can uh, see that as a failure because more we are thinking about these things, so more God somehow uncovers what we need to fix in our hearts. So instead of these pleasant moments, uh, we see more our these nasty things which are in us. And uh, many times it scares us. We think, well, something's wrong and we, there is a temptation to return back from this path. But this is something, actually this is a very good sign, because it, it shows that grace is working in us. We can recognize our passions and uh, I would say I start to work with them. This is not in our powers. This is what God's grace is doing in us. So if if I start to see, uh, I discover something what is wrong in me, and uh, I'm horrified almost. And I said, "Oh, well, what kind of person I am!" You know, when I realize that. I and mean, many times it comes when we read these holy fathers. It's like nonstop. You know, you are you are reminded about some kind of Bad things which are in you, and and we, many times we are we start to lose our hope. But truth is that we have to be thankful at the moment, because it is God's grace which points at those things which needs to be healed. If we don't know about them, we would do nothing. And look. I, I tell this many times in like through confession I remind people that that and very and it is happening very often that you can you can see that uh, just observing your uh, people around you and you can see that those who are the biggest sinners who don't care about God who really it seems that they are the most happy people almost because they don't see anything wrong in them. They don't see that. They are not tortured in almost in conscience. Because they don't see that. They are blind to that. But look at person who who really tries to fulfill gospel and that the person is in some kind of torture because he tries or she tries to, to always to. The person sees on failures or passions and and nonstop is begging God for help because uh, it seems that while trying is trying trying trying, but uh, these passions are staying or still trying to rule over us and. And it seems that there is no end to this effort to uproot them from heart. But while this is spiritual warfare, this is something what we are doing in our life. It's not a pleasant thing, many times. It is really hard work. And, but Christianity is hard work. It is not easy task. It is for heroes, not for cowards. Okay, does someone want to add something or or we can continue? Okay, so let's continue.
1: This is the way of life ordained for those who live in stillness, fasting to the limit of one's strength, vigils, sleeping on the ground, and every other form of hardship for the sake of the future repose. For says St. Paul, the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. Especially important is pure prayer, prayer which is unceasingly and uninterrupted. Such prayer is a safe fortress, a sheltered harbor, a protector of virtues, a destroyer of passion. It brings vigor to our souls, purifies the intellect and gives rest to those who suffer, consoles those who mourn. Prayer is, a, is, a, is converse with God. Contemplation of the invisible, the an- angelic mode of life, a stimulus towards the divine, the assurance of things longed for, making real the things for which we hope. As an aesthetic, you must embrace this queen of virtues, which all which with all your strength pray day and night pray at times of rejection and at times of exhilaration prayer with fear and trembling with a watchful and vigilant mind so that your prayer may be accepted by the Lord for as the psalmist says the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers is
0: one of these long texts he offers, and it's long pr- probably because he's talking about a very important part of our spiritual life, and it is prayer. And uh, and again, if we read this, uh, <coughs> his words somehow is in isolation, somehow when we are not. Already fed by other words of saints, and and uh, or or if you give these words to reach somebody who takes on faith in formal way, it would be like oh, it's just pious words. But uh, the saints they tell us that prayer is very important for us and. Uh, And it should be non-stop, in uh, somehow present in our life. Um, was did I tell about the story about Pisces when he was like uh, in uh, in war? Uh, his disciple he Pisces from Manatos. his disciple asked him that. Uh, why prayer is important, why we should pray. And he answered with this comparison he was he was um, when he was in a war and he said that his unit was surrounded by enemies. And uh, his unit there were like over 100 uh, soldiers and enemies were like 1,600 or maybe more. They said, well they were surrounded and they ho- they were holding them under like fire all time. And he said he was trying to he uh, he was supposed he was that one who took care of a radio station. So he was trying to raise antenna at the time. You know this different little bit uh, equipment than, than now. But uh, like these bullets always were like hitting the antenna, damaged the antenna. But he was trying again. To make contact with <coughs> headquarters, and but this commander, uh, he told him with like some kind of anger that, why doing that? It's not important. <coughs> there are more important things here. Bring grenades to your, um, uh, so to your brothers or the soldiers, and bring them bullets, ammo, everything. So he he he. <coughs> was obedient, he brought, but always, when he had a little bit, like, s- moment, that uh, free, he was trying to fix the antenna. And finally, he attached the antenna to, like, shower, shovel, and he raised it, he made contact, he was able to just to say that we need help. And again, bullets damaged the antenna. But he said, only those few words were enough, that enough soldiers were sent to defeat the enemy and make us free from that siege. And he said, he said that this is what is prayer. The prayer is calling for help. And he said that, well, if we see ourselves really uh, in this world and we try to love God and we try to live according to his commandments, when we try to reach heaven, we suddenly, we come to the point when we realize that we are helpless. That it seems to us that every sin, our passions, uh, that our abilities, of strength, that everything has bigger power somehow, yeah. and we we are we feel very weak, yeah. and this is why in these moments we should not somehow um, uh, went to resignation, but at the moment we should stop and to raise yeah. eyes towards heaven and to say. I need help, Theotokos, help me, Christ, help me, all saints, help me, my, my angel, help me. We should have just sent this prayer all time to, uh, to heaven. And, and this is what those saints understood, that prayer for them was not some kind of duty they were supposed to do, it was something that was necessary. They realized, well, if I want to reach, to come to this unity with Christ, enter to this unity with Christ, I have to conquer, I have to heal my heart, I have to remove all this corruption from my heart, but I cannot do it by myself. And, uh, And if you look to our liturgy, you know that, I think that the just teaches us to do this. You know how I many in, in, in immediately from the beginning, when there are those petitions, and behind each petition, it is like whole scale of problems in the world or in us. And in the petition, is like this petition, is like summary of our fears and concerns, and an understanding of our weaknesses and and maybe uh, limits of our power. And so, priest says this litany and and we say this, we send this signal to heaven. Lord, have mercy come and help us. And this repeats during whole liturgy. We are asking for this help, we are begging for this help from above. And uh, especially the most important, for me, one of these very important parts is in the end, when after blessing we turn to Christ and we says that Glory to you, O Christ, our God, our hope, glory to you. And uh, the moment when we really should turn our hearts to Him and put our hope to Him because uh, without Him is, is impossible. We can pretend something, but we cannot enter to this deep life with him without his help. And people answer like, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. give the blessing. And we are asking, we are begging for this, so liturgy teaches us to do this. But well, on this place, I would say talking about this prayer, that we have to, if we want to start to pray as he describes in this text, we have to realize this and to enter to understanding of this need for prayer in our life. It means to humble our heart a little bit, to to try to see uh, difficulties and weaknesses, but even if we Enter to this understanding, and, and in these moments, we really feel that okay, I'm, I'm calling upon God for help. Usually, our mind wanders very fast to other things, worldly things. So, what is very important is to have this rule for life prayer rule, and not only, I would say, not only prayer rule, it is. What we have in the bulletin, rule for life, it is like simple general suggestions how to build our own rule, how to live spiritual life. So this is why we repeat them again and again. And and one of these rules, uh, one of these areas is prayer life. So I have to be very specific I have to put rule to my life. It means I have to sit down and to make decision. This will be my prayer rule. What morning, what evening, what during day, what extra, you know? So, so and make it firm and, and with some kind of stubbornness, to keep this rule. Don't wait for these moments when I feel like pray but but really make this and follow that and what happens is then it will be easier during the day to we will have more and more this these uh, moments when we we'll start to raise our minds towards heaven and beg for help because these our prayer will create some kind of state of mind or soul which is attuned to God, to spiritual things, and it will hold us somehow in correct place. And uh, so this rule is very, very important, but, okay, Samuel?
3: Just a question about that, the effects of that rule. One of the things that's jumped out to me is that, that, like you're talking about how the liturgy Becomes very personal to us, and we start to see ourselves in a very personal way, mm-hmm. uh, interacting with God, making requests of God, approaching God through the liturgy. All right, um, could you say that the that um, engaging in the liturgy in the inner person more and more, it takes place because of this rule of life.
0: Oh sure, yeah, it helps. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it helps. So once I got a question that, how do I know that liturgy was good, The events went through liturgy good. So well, I'm not so smart, so I used an uh, answer, I heard one priest to say, he said, when you feel tired after liturgy. When you feel tired, uh, and uh, from the liturgy it means that you spend the liturgy well. I mean tired because you were trying to force mind again and again to be involved in this text, to try to, uh, to be aware of these prayers, what you are singing, why you're responding, Lord have mercy, or other things. Uh, and 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 so it means that it requires hard work to keep this concentration. For sure, if you are uh, keeping your prayer rule, so you are improving your uh, this level of your concentration during the liturgy. But you have to invest so this. Is, it means that this is why we should come out to the to make preparation. To how saints they said, to warm up our hearts, you know, to come to silence. What is great in our page, what I really am very happy about that is that there is a silence before liturgy, that there is no noise, no talking. This, is, this helps even those who don't come with this uh, idea, if they come, this silence helps them to enter to this it is atmosphere so when you are tired after liturgy so it so it is a good sign don't worry patrick
2: i get so distracted sometimes i'm so glad that we have those green the thin green books because i'll just pick it up and start following following the books so that my eyes are locked in and i'm getting more of my senses involved as it's a crutch but i need it you know? Yeah. And my mind like, if I'm looking at the words, the more senses I get involved, the less distracted I'll be. Yeah. So...
0: And then when you start to do this, and really uh, force yourself through attention, well, sometimes it will work more, it's, it's better, sometimes not. But, you know, when you come like this uh, small entrance, and we sing about Christ, Only begotten Son, and there is this procession with the Gospel, and I realize that we are in this part of the liturgy when we are somehow uh, pulled to this uh, through time to (coughs) his earthly life and and this preaching ministry, and we see him carried in procession, you know, and uh, as he was walking on this earth. Um, proclaiming gospel and you are seeing these words uh, this, even these this movements in, in the church and this gesture helps us to concentrate Carol
3: I have problems in when you're seeing the, um, the readings and, and the gospel to hear everything is there a way that you can um, write down what readings would be for
0: that, no. It is in the bulletin. You can bring your Bible, and it is in the bulletin. There are. I don't I've
3: checked in the calendar sometimes it's not.
0: Well, it is in the bulletin. Always. On the first inside page? I thought so. It has the readings in there. Okay, but does it have
3: for just the Sunday or for the week? For the Sunday. Just for the Sunday. Sunday. Okay, yeah. Did well. Do you, you have a calendar? Well,
0: there is not always the same because, well, in calendar, well, during big days, you know, there is a counters and priest, We have more options. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if liturgy is offered for this season, well, if somebody died who is fresh, so we prefer to choose these um, propers for deceased. You know, so mm-hmm. it then. Tropical encounter is different and readings are different. And, well, there are other rules you can follow, so... But, well, you don't need overthinking that. I, I
3: just, sometimes I... You know?
0: Just, just... Uh, even Even in this prayer, we are talking during liturgy, and we are talking about these prayers, and, or home prayers. We have tendency, especially in the West, Western civilization, that to overthink these things. It should be simplicity there. You know that, that, uh, 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 it it should be. Uh, sometimes we are taught that okay, you have to make this intellectual like effort during prayer to understand everything, yeah. you know, and and uh, it's not okay if you are doing theology studies and, and an academic of in somewhere somewhere in university. Sure, you can do it home, but this is not prayer. You know, this is not. Prayer is really something that comes from heart, which doesn't speculate too much. The heart feels need, and uh, from that need, calls with simplicity of child towards God. Yesterday Gospel, you know that this woman approached Christ silently, and she was not speculating that, well, in which way this God's energy will come and how it will heal her. No, she, she had problem and she wanted healing. You know, it, and many times we, we make this, this, this thing that we, instead of praying, you know, to raise our mind towards God and saying him in simplicity, we need help help us we try to uh, create some kind of paper you know why he's supposed to help us and and it should be more simple then then you can do it you can study scripture home you know but pray in the church and and I can tell you one thing is I understand what you are saying but I, I am not. I am not uh, that one who would defend some kind of uh, this this way. But it was my experience, like when I was small, like a child. Majority of our liturgies were in Old Slavonic. So even if this was a little bit close, that you could understand some parts, you know. But you couldn't understand everything, and for sure if when until when they read gospel in Old one episode episode where there was no way to understand, and gospel you could guess what he's saying that so this is when you read like these homiletic uh, like books from one hundred years ago, so you can this priest always started with, repeating gospel in uh, Slovak and then to give some kind of reflection you know but despite of that m- many I, I would i i have discouraged to say many saints were and it was great generation who was raised through that because well and because they 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 used this even words they didn't understand fully they we are using them like crying for help, you know, turning to God. So, prayer is something when somehow our intellect is like pushed a little bit away, and more it is like requests of children, you know, to, uh, to really approach God with, uh, with our requests. If I mentioned St. Pisces and he said that, well, if we are praying, we should be like a child, a small child, who comes to Father and pulls his sleeve and asks him, I want that, I want that, I want that, until <laughs> the Father doesn't, uh, doesn't give that. And I said, how many times Father is pleased to give this child small who are asking with this simplicity and trust and confidence that the father is moved to give the child what this child is asking for. You know, and he is not alone that all these that well, if they are talking about prayer, they are talking about this simplicity. You know, this simplicity of setting of heart. When it is so... Yeah.
2: If the father is pleased to give the child, imagine how the grandfather is pleased <laughs> to give to the child. Tell
0: me, tell me about that, you know.
3: <laughs>
0: I know where you are, <laughs> think, uh, and you are very right. <laughs> you know, but I, for sure, uh, these are grandchildren, they are enjoying a lot of, we would never give me you know, so many things or t- somehow lo- so big thing like don't, we are giving now.
2: My grandparents always had to have the us the loudest toys possible <laughs> for <laughs> parents to enjoy. <laughs> that this is, my rule as an uncle, that did have kids, is if you're going to buy toys, it's got to make noise. That was the
0: rule. This is my plan, but still, I... Uh, we are. We respect that Amelia is still a few months old, so well, when she's a little bit older, so then
2: uh, the this
0: kind. What? So the
2: first toy
1: should be
0: an <laughs> Well, there are a lot of yeah. noise n- noise makers on the target. You can. I already made the research. <laughs> 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 but well, but it is true that. Uh, Thank you, Patrick, for that because it is it is something what uh, what uh, what serves as a good description, you know this how God responds to us, and we don't need to overthink this this prayer, Samuel.
3: One of the things that Father David Abernathy likes to bring forward a lot when he's talking about cultivating a life of prayer is uh, developing a a sense of wonder, which I think uh, corresponds also to the simplicity, but it's like I'm little and I'm in awe uh, in front of God and what he's provided here in this liturgy. And and when we're praying at home, uh, the same thing.
0: (coughs) (coughs) Thank you for that, because this is true. Uh, and and it is a huge blessing for us if we uh, if God gives us these moments of wonder. You know, it's uh, but usually it comes as a gift, and but it comes when we have this prayer rule, somehow that we have this discipline in prayer, and uh, then uh, the mean this wonder comes when we don't expect. And uh, I remember one priest told me that he was in John uh, Eagle and uh, he was pushing this cart and there was a heading for to buy something so it was in the end of aisle and he said, it Jesus' prayer jumped to his mind, you know, so he said, okay. okay. And he said, like, this, this just prayer for from bottom heart, oh Lord Jesus Christ, he's trying to use time until he gets there. And he said, I said it once, and he said, suddenly I was like taking this goosebumps, goosebumps. yes, came, and he it was so strange, it was a strange uh, feeling, in heart, it would, it totally said I didn't know if I stopped or I, I walked or something but uh, but when it was like this this experience was disappearing, he said I found myself saying, Oh Lord, don't leave, don't go, <laughs> don't leave, <laughs> stay. I said, he said that then I realized that if people were looking at me so they said, What has a uh, weird guy is here, <laughs> you know. But this is the that one of these moments of wonder that suddenly is some kind of like a little bit of this curtain is uncovered and and soul feels, knows or sees or it's difficult to describe that and um, it's very intensive moment and these moments become uh, very common as we grow in uh, uh, prayer when we go in prayer, and then it just increases this appetite for prayer. We are praying more. Well, we have only a few minutes, so we are not going to continue with, with that, but I just... One, one uh, note common to this prayer rule, or other rules, this rule for prayer, is uh, that uh, I want to just give some kind of warning many times when we set up our rule for ourselves prayer rule and especially if uh, we are excited and uh, we try to put a lot of things there so then it is good to talk to your spiritual father and ask for blessing for that because many times we can be deceived by demons and we can add many too much on our shoulders and then we start and we we keep it for one week and suddenly we see that it is we can't do this it's over our strength and then some kind of disappointment comes we give up and uh, we leave whole rule this one thing and i think why it is important is that for example, you have, you have some spiritual fathers who say, Well, you are going to pray um, Jesus' prayer 100 times, or you are doing these things, or read only one page per day. And you do it, and then you realize, Oh, I can do more. You know, easily I can do more and uh, you continue and and then it comes to ruins it is not because well probably you could do more but well if he tells you that it is not only that he wants it's not because he wants to limit you but there is an aspect of obedience there so if if uh, he puts this Aspect of obedience there too, and if you're obedient to this, so this obedience calls for more grace. So this rule becomes like really, you are getting more blessings from that keeping that rule. And uh, well, this is why why I. Uh, so, so this prayer we have to avoid extremes in uh, creating our prayer rule or rule for life. And actually, I would say it's good not to add or to take away from our prayer rule without blessing of your spiritual father. Okay, th- th- this is this is your protection. This is something what what. Um, uh, through Ch- so this, you are asking God, church to protect you in this effort, in this your work. Now I am talking about. Now I am talking about this rule, firm rule which we have. I am not talking about this spontaneous prayers, arrow prayers during the day. Lord have mercy, or Jesus prayer, I say in the in some kind of moments. I am not applying for that, but this structure which holds my spiritual life in some kind of order. Alright, so thank you very much. <laughs>